Christmas. Reindeer. Sleigh. Christmas. Well done. Um, let's let's do the thing. Yeah. Welcome, Welcome to, to Jingle, Jingle Bells. Bells. I'm Beth. And I'm Naomi. And we're here to talk about Christmas movies. Because it really is Christmas every day here at Jingle Bells. Holy like... shit, is it Christmas? <laughs> welcome. If, you, if you've just joined us, welcome. It's Christmas. Yeah. Oh God, it's very Christmas. Um, it couldn't <laughs> it be more Christmas, Christmas if it tried. We are oh. staring down the barrel of getting our seven days of christmas recordings done um the seven days of christmas is starting this year on december 17th yay yay that's so soon i know that's really soon oh my goodness (laughs) it sneaks up on us every year every year (laughs) like we planned this and yet i I still feel surprised What a pleasant, that's really, that really is like the pinnacle of uh, 30s Christmas is when you ask for something for Christmas and you're still surprised when you receive it. Yeah. Yeah. This is because my memory's getting worse now, I think. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I did that's ask true. for that. <laughs> oh, amazing. Yeah. Um, well, welcome to our uh, fabulous episode. Uh, if you had joined us earlier this week over on our coffee uh, for our review of the most Christmas movies of all Christmas movies, <laughs> Die Hard, uh, that you will know that I have got the Christmas cold. Uh, mm-hmm. This is something I am still recovering from. So do forgive the weird huskiness of my voice and the weird huskiness of the commentary I make about <laughs> our uh, today's fabulous film, Holiday Harmony. Ooh. I nearly called it Holiday Rush. Different movie, <laughs> Holiday Harmony. You can listen to our Holiday Rush episode on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, though, if you're interested. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But yes, we're here to talk about HBO Max's Holiday Harmony. Um, it came out on the 24th of November, um, and we've just been real busy this year, so the turnaround's been a bit longer. But here we are! Yay! Here we are! Yay! Yeah. Uh, yeah, so it is a HBO thing, so sorry, UK folks. It is a little tricky to mm-hmm. uh, find. But I'm sure you resourceful bunch who like your festive films will mm-hmm. find a way to to not be separated from the harmony of the holidays, which I'm sure <laughs> is a different Christmas movie that has basically the same title. Yeah, probably. Maybe even That's the same plot. Who knows? Oh, who knows? <laughs> uh, well, yeah. well, speaking of uh, plot, mm-hmm. I have a, a little jingle for you. So, so here we go. This film is my recital. I think it's very vital to rock a rhyme synopsis. Time is tricky in the title. Here we go. Tricky to rock a rhyme to rock a rhyme synopsis. Time is tricky. It's tricky, 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 tricky. Tricky to rock a rhyme to rock a rhyme synopsis. Time it's tricky. Tricky, tricky, tricky. I know you really take pride in your synopsis time jingles, but I really do feel that since Jingle Boys came out, you have like really stepped these up a few notches. You know that you like yeah. your position at Jingle Bells is not in jeopardy, right? Like- <laughs> I'm starting to get concerned. I mean, yeah, that was uh I don't know, I just 
Clear, clearly, I could be more ridiculous. That's uh, <laughs> that's what I took from uh, Jingle Boys episode. Well, it's working for us. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, I have two synopses. Synopsises? Synopsi. If you want to tell me Great. what the plural of synopsis is, please tweet at us at Jingle Bells Pod. I would love yeah, to learn. Yeah, let us know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, I have two quite different things but they come together in a way that tells us what the film is about i guess um so first up i have a likable and talented underdog gets momentarily sidelined from chasing her musical dreams when her van breaks down in a welcoming small town just before christmas okay and the reason that i've included synopsis too is because it mentions a crucial part of the film (laughs) which we will talk about in a second. With just two weeks to get to the iHeartRadio Christmas Eve performance of her dreams, singer-songwriter Gail takes on a group of misfit kids hoping to perform in a Christmas Eve gala of their own. So you see why I had to get two in there, right? Yeah, yeah. Which, where, where, do you know where these were from? So the first one was from Google, and then the second one was from IMDb, but the first one showed up on Google with with IMDb. So I was like, what? Oh. Um, but yeah, so that's why I had to do two, because I was like, the first one is kind of it, but also not it. And the yeah, second one is absolutely. more it, but also still not quite it. Not quite it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I mean, it's probably about the same level that we always get in uh, synopsis times. <laughs> not synopsis times, in synopsis in general, yeah. uh, in terms of being specific and correct to the to the movie mm-hmm. yeah so uh, i mean we will get into a lot there's some counts and stuff we need to do uh, we did yeah. have some initial thoughts before we watched this movie over mm-hmm. uh, which you can you can listen to our baby bell for the holiday harmony episode where mm-hmm. we do bring up the iheart radio concerns yes. uh, <laughs> that, that we have and uh, we were right to do so but before oh, yeah. we get into mm-hmm. that we've got our who's who of who's not Yes. Uh, for our for our Christmas movie, could you run down our Christmas credits? Yeah, absolutely. So we've got Annalise Capero as Gail. She was probably mm-hmm. in West Side Story. She's had cameos in Prose and Blue Bloods and Chicago PD. Um, I didn't do a secondary deep dive because she still doesn't have a lot of credits. Um, so that's where we're at with that. Then yeah. we had Jeremy Sumter, who was Jeremy. As I mentioned on our baby bell, he was in Friday Night Lights. He was also Peter Pan in 2003's Peter Pan. You know, you want to hear yes, about Bex's was. crush? You go listen to our baby <laughs> bell. Um, we then had Brooke Shields. She was back as Van. She was Sophie Brown in A Castle for Christmas, which we have reviewed. The Jingle Boys mm-hmm. have reviewed. You know, you want to hear us talk about it again? We'll, we'll maybe do it next year. Who knows? Yeah. Um, she's also been in like loads of different stuff, including that 70s show, Scream Queens and The Simpsons. Then we had Carla Jimenez as Rachel. She's in another Christmas film this year called Steppin' Into the Holiday. But oh. she's also had quite a varied career. So she was Carmen Sanchez in Desperate Housewives. She was Rosa in Raising Hope. And then she's had a lot of cameos in things like Entourage, Hannah Montana, Archer, Two Broke Girls, Young and Hungry, and The Santa Clarita Diet with Drew Barrymore, who is also in A Castle for Christmas. A Castle for Christmas. <laughs> Everything comes back to the Netflix cinematic universe. Absolutely. And then finally, we had Morgan Harville as Scarlet. 
She had a cameo, I think, in the 2020 Saved by the Bell reboot, but otherwise she didn't have a lot of credits. Yeah, mm. she was particularly um, fine. Yeah. Yeah, she's she okay. About fucking, yeah, she was fine. Um, it doesn't yeah. surprise me that she's not been in a lot of stuff. Not no. to rag on her, it was just, yeah, I thought she was okay. Mm-hmm. I didn't think her character really added much to the film, nah. to be honest, aside from you know, our unnecessary conflict. But we'll get there eventually. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll Maybe. We'll try. Yeah. So <laughs> another thing to mention in the Christmas credits, and it's something we talked about last year, because we were supposed to review A California Christmas and A California Christmas mm-hmm. 2. However, yeah. I previewed A California Christmas, and it was not, it was not what we were looking for. Interestingly, yeah. though, this film is written by Lauren Swickard, who also wrote and starred in both of the California Christmas films. Yeah. And after I watched it and saw that and did the research, I was like, this makes so much more sense. Like, the way that the trauma is portrayed in this film is very similar to how it was in those films. I didn't think it was as overloaded as California Christmas was, but it was still there and it was still very much a signature of her writing, I think. I think maybe by observation and the way that I have processed my own things, Lawrence Wickard may have some trauma that she is working through in her writing. And as that happens, perhaps her characters and her films will balance out a little bit more and be more yeah. rom-com-esque, I think. Yeah, I didn't hate that it was a bit more serious than like Mm -hmm. other movies that we watch which are far more goofy and irreverent Uh, yeah i do love the goofy irreverent uh, and i'm all for writing your trauma i'm a fucking poet so are you um (laughs) but like you know i I did uh Mm -hmm. i I didn't step into the world of a california christmas as i was warned off it uh by naomi so i haven't Mm. got my this i i don't have that uh previous knowledge but i was surprised by kind of how deep it went not mm-hmm. in like a, I, I, not that I would, thought it was done poorly or particularly mm-hmm. well. I thought it was fine, uh, mm-hmm. but I was surprised that they went as far as they did. There was mm-hmm. a lot of plots happening in this movie, uh, yeah. So it was kind of hard to really keep track of anything in particular. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. I think it was just like for me with California Christmas, a lot of her like trauma backstories were quite detailed and I noticed that in this as well like the fact that his brother very specifically dies after a Coldplay concert I was like that's a level of detail we don't usually get in a tragic backstory in a rom-com and like to be honest that's what took me out of the romantic comedy elements and a little bit out of the film I'm like yes have details and stuff like that but I think that suited a bit more to things like prose, not necessarily rom-coms, if you want to write those. Like, suitable to dramas, I guess, but not this is kind of what Mm -hmm. I think. Yeah, I I think I agree. I mean, we won't talk too much about the trauma and stuff. It it felt a little... Obviously, it's a film. It's going to be convenient, but it did feel a little... A little... uh, I I don't think it needed all Mm -hmm. of it. Yeah, I think someone having a little bit of tragedy is is fine. Mm-hmm. What I thought it was going to be is that Scarlet was going to be his ex. Yeah. And that would be his like 
learning to treat you know i was with Mm -hmm. scarlet for a long time and i caught her cheating on me with someone Mm -hmm. or another and like it took me took take me a long time to like trust again or whatever and and that could be his his little journey Mm -hmm. um while she obviously was is in was in foster care and Mm -hmm. you know aged out of the system which has its own problems the way Mm -hmm. that uh, children and and public services are done in many countries are Mm -hmm questionable and we all have things that we wish were done better and taken care of uh, particularly our young people mm-hmm. um but yeah it, it was quite i didn't mind it it was mm-hmm. uh, it was a little a lot and then we went immediately back into something else and i was like yeah. huh okay whiplash yeah there was a lot of whiplash in that before we get into any of this any further we should really talk about our counts this this time as well <laughs> oh yeah yeah absolutely mm-hmm. uh yes yes so I did the, we did two counts for this episode, which we, we did. did say we were going to do in our uh, baby bell. Uh, I took on the uh, arbitrary and very uh, scientifically explained, well thought out <laughs> process of the tree count. There yeah. were 27 trees one hour in, mm-hmm. which by all accounts is lot, not a lot of trees. Half the amount of trees in, uh, this, double the amount of trees in Die Hard. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it, it wasn't, there was like festive stuff going on. It just wasn't a very tree heavy film. Mm, mm-hmm. No, I agree. And I think that's why like, if you took the Christmas out of it, it wouldn't really have mattered that much. Yeah. To be honest. I took the iHeartRadio count. <laughs> <laughs> And, do you know, for the first hour of this film, it was really easy. There were, like, 11 mentions. And then, Gail gets to the iHeartRadio competition. Now, if you've been listening to Jingle Bells for a while, you'll know that our Christmas tree count isn't just about individual trees in rooms. It is about individual trees in each shop. shops. Yeah. Yeah. So I did the same thing with the iHeartRadio count. And by the time we got to the competition... There were at least three iHeartRadio logos in every single shot. Are you serious? That's so many. It was crazy. Um, So we got to 58 by the time I gave up. (laughs) Yep. And I think most of that was for about the 10 minutes or so that she's at the iHeartRadio competition. Like it yeah. was madness. So yeah, two different counts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we assume that this. Uh, so, so I did a little digging. Uh, we assumed that we don't have iHeartRadio in Scotland. That's not a thing. Mm-hmm. We did kind of know that it was already an existing radio station. Uh, they iHeartRadio do in this reality do a like a Christmas holiday special. Mm-hmm. Um. But it's, it doesn't seem to be on Christmas Eve. It doesn't seem to be live. Mm-hmm. It's had people like Alicia Keys and things like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's fine. I'm sure they paid a lot of money to have their name mentioned so many times. Mm-hmm. There was also, like, some protecting of iHeartRadio going on. Like, yeah. we'll, we'll get to sort of, you know, she's gets to the big competition and they want to change her and her look but it's not iHeartRadio that want to do that no no no, no. no, no. we are huge multi uh, multi-million dollar <laughs> radio stations support you our small independent artist in mm-hmm. your personal endeavors as well as your music profession it's that mean mean record label that yeah. want you to change 
Um, <laughs> so like, yeah, I mean, it was really mm-hmm. fucking heavy handed. Like, let's not even pretend it wasn't. It was mm-hmm. like so blatant. We like a subtle sponsorship. We don't mind. Like sponsorship happens. It's the mm-hmm. thing that keeps the industry afloat. We expect there to be a certain yeah. level. But like, it really felt like there was a lot of production red tape that the writing team and the filming team had to like go around Mm -hmm. um it felt like at that point it was rapid fire mentions of iHeartRadio to fill a quota is uh, is where we got to they were like there's gotta be at least 50 and you need to tag us in stuff and yeah for sure but you know iHeartRadio well somewhat integral to the whole film like you couldn't have had this film if you took them out actually there you go that's true i mean that <laughs> yeah. was that was our both our arbitrary it was our arbitrary christmas deadline yeah. it was the reason to for her to leave it mm-hmm. was you know the driving force her motivation mm-hmm. um throughout the whole thing it gave her a level of like prestige and recognition immediately mm-hmm. in a new town um so yeah it was uh it was interesting it was um yeah. I-, I will say Gail, uh, what's the-, the actress name is Annalise? Yeah, Annalise Capel. What an absolutely stunningly beautiful lead mm-hmm. actress for mm-hmm. this film. Uh, the way that she was dressed, yeah. I, you know, it wasn't particularly festive, fine. It was like mm-hmm. her whole thing was, you know, the Christmas, whatever. But she yeah. looked like a normal woman. Mm-hmm. wearing clothes that someone who was in their early 20s i assume mm-hmm. would wear um she looked great i was like i like your cheat jeans and your crop tops and your big mm-hmm. flannels i like your shoes yes very yeah. much her i also thought she was really good um and she was like there was good chemistry between mm-hmm. the leads do you agree with that yeah uh i didn't love jeremy to begin with to be honest but then that is the way that it goes at the start of every christmas film is that the the male lead is a bit standoffish and cold but i did buy their chemistry what i really 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 didn't love is in this film there was so much unnecessary conflict so much yeah i i don't understand because again like they're quite good throughout this in that they have a lot of conversations and we do see their relationship growing over time and we see them growing to care about each other and like for a christmas movie two weeks is actually quite a long timeline yeah usually the leads fall in love over a couple of days um so i bought that a bit more and i really enjoyed watching their relationship grow but yeah the the conflicts in this really really bugged me and took me out of their relationship because i was like I could live with him apologizing with the kids once, but to have him do his apologies in the school with the kids every time, because he apologizes yeah. like three times, I think, over the course of this film. And I, yeah, I just, I was like, the last two conflicts were completely unnecessary. So the the last, the yeah. very last one was, he was essentially chasing her away no yeah 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 it was he was chasing her away yeah yeah. he had Mm -hmm. seen her she had done a thing which i have done before in Mm -hmm. the past when weighing up relationships i'm gonna give you a spoiler alert nine (laughs) times out of ten when you are writing that fucking list you already know 
mm. what the situation. If you if you've got a right and pros and cons list about your <laughs> about a relationship, mm-hmm. that is uh, that that is the first thing that goes on the con list. Okay, is the fact mm. that you have to do that. And uh, not that she was doing that about her relationship specifically, but just about her time and everything. So I didn't mm-hmm. mind that so much. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was like he took away. He decided he wasn't going to let her choose for herself mm-hmm. and was like, I don't want to be the reason she, that she stays, even mm-hmm. though it wasn't just his name on that list. Like yeah. there was other items that she would have stayed for and like mm-hmm. Van and the community that she'd found and like the people there and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I didn't like that very much. That was a bad mood from Jeremy. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah, the, the kid's apology was kind of cute mm-hmm. the first time. And I did like that he apo- actually. I did like that at least after the kids did the like, I'm sorry that he yeah. did go up to her and be like, I'm really sorry, mm-hmm. and like you know, it's not letting other people apologize for you and being like, well, yeah. I said sorry because I wrote it on the blackboard in chalk. Yeah. <laughs> no, and I admired that too. And that's the thing is like I felt like at points they had these really uh, meaningful conversations and connections, but like yeah. when she explodes about. Scarlet kissing Jeremy on the cheek after Jeremy and Scarlet have had a conversation where Jeremy's very clear with Scarlet and he's like, I am not yeah. interested in you. I do not want to do this. And she and Scarlet finally accepts that. Like, I, I just didn't buy that. It was a kiss on the cheek. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah, Even really the most jealous person not... was wouldn't react like that. If yeah. Scarlet had kissed him on the lips and it had looked like he was kissing her back, I would have understood. Like, if She'd caught them the moment before he pushed her away. I would have been like, yeah, okay, be mad about that because you don't know the context. But it was a kiss on the cheek. I also think as well, like, there was, especially because there was such a fucking arbitrary scene that was put in. You'll know what I'm talking about as soon as I say (laughs) it, right? Mm -hmm. She's in the school and then suddenly she's in the restaurant with Rachel and they have Mm. a two-line conversation where the conversation is, oh, Scarlett's not Jeremy's girlfriend. Mm, She's mm-hmm. always wanted to be with him, but he doesn't seem interested. And mm-hmm. then they literally cut to the next scene. I was like, what the fuck? You don't have to be so yeah. heavy handed with like these little mo- th- these moments for to reveal that. Couldn't mm-hmm. a van off handedly said something like that? Couldn't like, yeah. you know. Well, yeah, Van does say weird. that later, doesn't she? Because her and Gail yeah. have that conversation. Yeah, the Rachel thing felt very unnecessary, especially because, like, yeah. I, I did really enjoy Rachel's character. Like, I love the fact oh, that she just too. screams yeah, into the distance for, like, her husband to do something. <laughs> like, yeah. that's great. Her karaoke scene is fantastic, which we will talk yeah, about so in a second. Um, but, yeah, it didn't feel necessary for Gail and Rachel to be having that conversation because, like, Gail's already her kid's music teacher. So... Yeah why isn't that enough of a connection? And like Rachel's already into yeah. Gail after she saw her at the karaoke con- uh, competition as well. Yeah. So like, yeah, it felt very unnecessary when it is already like, it is then a conversation again with a different character who yeah. actually probably knows the situation better. Like. Yeah. yeah. Or like, why couldn't it have been, okay, it's the end of the day, Belle goes, whatever. She's like mm-hmm. seeing the kids off and their parents like come and pick them up. And like Rachel comes to pick up her two boys, and mm-hmm. she's like, "Oh, she was like, I should have, you know." And that would have given Gail an opportunity to like, you know, be nice and be like, oh, "I should have guessed that these were yours because you know mm. you're so talented and stuff, and they're so talented." It would have been like a really nice like moment that you, yeah. you know, a, a person who's the movie wasn't about would have had because she mm-hmm. doesn't compliment anyone at any point in this movie. Really, she mm. just accepts the compliments. It's like, "Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, <laughs> I am really talented." And it's like. 
I mean, yeah. cool. Yeah, cool. Be proud of yourself. You are like, you're a great singer. But mm-hmm. like, you know, there's moments where you could be like, oh, mm-hmm. and I saw your performance, such, you know, glamour and pizzazz and yeah. nah, none of that. No, no. I'm just going to no. do my one shitty open mic, get paid and then leave. Yeah. And I, like, I had a problem with her attitudes with other people as well, um, especially in her interactions with Rosemary as well like I did not enjoy how adult they treated Rosemary I think that like because later Gail is quite good and does actually help Rosemary when she's struggling but in those earlier conversations like it is also pretty clear that Rosemary needs help and at no point does Gail really step outside of her own problems and look at her student probably because she's not a qualified teacher at any point in this film but like she doesn't step outside of herself and go, that child is struggling. I need to help them more than I need their advice. Like kids are really good for yeah. off the cuff observations and things like that, but they don't understand the depth of these emotions yeah. sometimes because they haven't learned that regulation or that skill or yeah, yeah, observation yeah. and stuff. So I'm like, please stop taking advice from this 12 year old and please get her the help that she needs because she quite clearly, clearly is struggling. Yeah. Okay, I think we should talk about the, the all of the stuff with the kids at this point. Yes. Uh, which, okay, first of all, just wish this movie was School of Rock now, especially following <laughs> Jingle Boy's intro to the, uh, spoiler, yeah. uh, to, you know, his particular brand of introduction. I It felt so School of Rocky, and I was like, yeah. why? Why have you got this kids gala and, like, you know, oh, you need to be, we don't have money to fund a music program, mm. but we can pay for your truck. And if you do the thing, then we can make yeah. this happen. And they've got to do a gala and the galas to win prize. I mean, I've never seen that where schools get together to like mm. compete for prize money. That's not a thing in the UK. If no. schools get together, it's like a union, happiness, meet lots of people kind of vibe thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was weird. It was very strange. Um, I I don't actually know if that is a, a real thing in America. I would love to know because I know um, there's like because the thing is like I know the concept of like spelling bees and I know there's lots hmm, of like scholarships mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I also know that there is a huge problem with underfunding in education in the U.S. and teachers are often required to buy the resources that they need mm-hmm. for their classrooms because of, out of their salaries, which are also not as high as they should be because capitalism. Yeah. Um, like i'm aware of all of that context and i know it's a movie and there's like a certain level of like Mm -hmm. don't think of it too hard but it was like really weird to be like okay and this person who we've Mm -hmm. just met who has not had we've never criminal record checked that we don't know anything about we're gonna (laughs) leave her in charge of these five kids and that's Mm -hmm. gonna constitute uh two weeks of her doing that is gonna be enough to pay two and a half grand for this truck it must have been at some point a very well-funded music program. That's <laughs> all I'm yeah, going right? to say. It was just like, well, they're paying two grand of it. And then they said, and then also you'll walk away with the profit, like 3% of the profits from the fucking five grand that they won. Oh, so they've already spent God. over half of it. Like, Yeah. That's insane. That yeah. Insane. I mean, they don't really touch on that again, but that was like yeah. the initial offer that was made. And I was like, this is, this feels really weird. Like, yeah, you know, a, a I get lot that they wanted to icky. do like yeah I, I get that they wanted to do kids i because i then thought well maybe sh- her final song is gonna be like with the kids but no no there mm-hmm. were two songs that she did write yeah um yeah 
it was weird. I didn't hate, like, all the kids were fine. They mm-hmm. were kids, you know, they yeah. didn't really have a lot to do. There was a little stage manager. I knew when, when, when she was, I knew when it got to her last, I was like, oh, she can't sing. Yeah. And they, li- <laughs> and they literally were just like, okay, can you just scream for me? And she just screamed. And I was mm-hmm. like, that is not the same as not being, like, that is very clearly not her trying to sing and not mm-hmm. being able to sing. She's just literally screaming. Yeah. Uh, and then they made her a stage manager. And I was like, this is definitely School of Rock. I've yeah. fucking seen this movie. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I thought she was really good. She was really yeah. the only standout for me amongst the kids. The Rosemary was great, but yeah, they mm-hmm. just had way too much on her plate. Yeah. No, and, and I agree. Like, uh, I think the, the character's name was Sarah. She yeah. was the strongest and kind of like most out, spoken of the kids and yeah yeah but yeah the, the, there was too much on rosemary and then the other kids uh, at times i found the twins quite like quite annoying they were <laughs> really like, annoying. It feels unnecessary but then little boys like, are really annoying though when yeah they're like seven or eight boys mm-hmm. are the fucking worst like so irritating <laughs> they are absolutely i mean to be fair like watching this as a like once upon a time teacher i was just like Oh, no, the classroom management is bad. <laughs> yeah. This is upsetting me on many, many levels. But yeah, it was, it was fine. The kids' stuff was was pretty good. I really loved their song. I really thought that the yes. kids smashed their song and their little performance was adorable. Good. It was great. It was giving, I was like, I really hope that mm-hmm. someone's an octopus. I'm getting Love Actually vibe. Mm, yeah. Yes. I love a nativity. Not not utilized enough is like a Christmas display. Though there mm-hmm. was a Christmas play in Christmas Prince 2. Yes. The yes. one shining beacon of hope in that whole movie. I mean, even <laughs> that wasn't that good. Uh, no. Definitely overestimating it, but yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I really loved the music in this film overall. I think there are some really good yeah. songs that we should put on the playlist. Like, I thought that um, Gail's song, her own song, um, was really nice as well. It kind of gave me, again, Christmas with You vibes. Um, yeah. It was, but it was really gentle compared to like a lot of the songs we had, but it still had, I don't know, depth to it, I guess. Yeah, I I really liked the music as well. I think Mm -hmm. it really, it it was good enough that I think it will like Mm -hmm. help this movie overall. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, Mm -hmm. now we're talking about the music. We've got to talk about the moment that I lost my shit and almost texted you, (laughs) um, which was Rachel's big karaoke moment. What song did Rachel sing, Bex? It was Feliz Navidad. (laughs) It's my favorite fucking song for no reason. I just absolutely love it. Oh, it made me so happy when Felice, when when she was doing. Yeah. she was dressed in a floor length, sparkling pink dress <laughs> with a pink feather boa for effectively an open mic night, right? <laughs> and she sang fuck it. She sang the fuck out of Felice Never Done. She, she got did. it. She was great. It was like impeccably done, and I was just like, I'm in. It really like there there were certain moments that won this movie that won me over because there was a lot of yeah. problems, but I still overall mm-hmm. liked it. Which is weird yeah. because normally when there's this many issues, I like don't like it overall. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Rachel was definitely like big vibes. Really loved her. Mm-hmm. Really loved Van as well. Like we knew Brooke yes. Shields was going to be brilliant. She um, was fab in this though. Like really the accent, great. the interactions, like the the scene the where she's talking she to Gail. Like, super, yeah, the fact Sorry. she was super glamorous and she was like dealing with mm-hmm. the van. Oh. She Love was her. fab. Like I really felt uh, the emotion when she was talking to Gail about her other son dying. Mm-hmm. Um, like I didn't feel like her 
crying was forced or anything like that. It just, it felt really no. genuine. Um, but like, she's so fucking versatile. She's been in so much stuff yeah. anyway that I'm not surprised that she could step into this. But it was really nice to see her play like a more, I don't know, you call it like a rough and tumble character, like more tomboy-esque. Yeah. Like, because in Castle Salt for Christmas, she's quite like princessy and yeah. more like, you know, used to the finer things in life, you know? Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, it was it was really good to see. I loved the mm-hmm. fact that he still had both of his parents. I mean, obviously mm-hmm. she's a foster mm-hmm. kid. She doesn't know what her parental situation is. But like, mm-hmm. it was, I was super surprised when his dad appeared. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was really surprised. I was like, wait, you have both of them? And they were really yeah. cool. Um, mm-hmm. And they had like a nice relationship. And I feel like even the way that some of the lines were presented by mm. Brooke uh, or by Van mm-hmm. were like, totally reasonable because she was yeah. like uh, you know she told um fuck she told gail that mm-hmm. um that uh, i keep trying meaning to call him jake uh, jeremy it's not jake it's jeremy <laughs> fuck. uh i can't yeah it's the um that jared she was like oh i might be overstepping mm-hmm. but i think jeremy was trying to like drive you away so you wouldn't have to make that choice yeah uh, he didn't want to be the reason that you stayed and i was mm-hmm. like i really appreciated that she wasn't like it's my, you know, that she was like, mm-hmm. okay, I get that if this is too far, but I'm just trying to help. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And it was, yeah, it was kind of yeah. cute then when she came out of the bathroom after that, like phone, the phone conversation that she had yes. with her, where Van mm-hmm. basically gave her like the pep talk and was really real and was like, look, mm-hmm. you've made it this far because of who you are. You don't have to be who they want you to be if that's not what you want. Mm-hmm. Um, and like for then her to come out and for the other woman whoever the fuck it whatever her name is who i'm assuming is a dj for iHeartRadio. oh amy um, brown the iHeartRadio woman no it was amy brown and shirsey yeah. or something i can't remember what her name was yeah. uh Su- suzette Su- sulian um <laughs> yeah she was like in the bathroom and she was uh-huh. like oh you should listen to your mom and i was like mm-hmm. oh that is a real nice like little you know reminder of like there is a home here for you as a person mm-hmm. who is a poor wayfaring stranger yeah absolutely (laughs) i i really did like the way that the community was quite important and that was the thing about gail's decision being believable is that it wasn't just about love like that was also in there but the real thing that she was looking for was that community connection finding a sense of belonging and stuff as well like if i can i'd like to talk about the problems that i had in terms of the story and the casting okay lay it on me it's it's a christmas film i'll grant it that and obviously we don't think about it too hard right but when you are a woman right yeah it is dangerous to travel alone and not only that i don't feel like i don't feel like they needed to acknowledge gail's race but I really feel like her behavior would have been very different in reality as a yeah. black woman traveling yeah. alone on the road. And I yeah. don't know if I believed that she would have stopped in Oklahoma, yeah. to be honest. Like, I felt like they glazed over those real world issues at a time where they're yeah. quite prominent and there are a lot of people speaking on that. And yeah. I don't think that they miscast the actor at all i thought she did a fantastic job but i was uncomfortable 
watching how blase she was about her own safety. Like at one point yeah. she she gets her iHeart radio acceptance and she jumps out of her van in a car park in a towel with another like man, I think he's maybe the garbage man yeah. loading up a truck no, or something like he's that. He's bringing out Christmas trees, but they're oh, not decorated, so I couldn't count them. <laughs> uh, but like, I just don't feel yeah. like at also, this why moment was she in, in a towel? She yeah. doesn't have a fucking shower in her van, so she was gonna have to go somewhere else to shower. Yeah, so you would get dressed at the. You wouldn't fucking wander through the streets in your bathrobe. No, but like a lot of this stuff was just really glazed over. And I I just didn't, like that really took me out of the reality of it because I'm like, I just don't buy that any woman, even in the perfect Christmas movie world where nothing bad happens except, you know, your parents die. Um, But like (laughs) it's, it just really took me out of it because I was like, that's not, I don't feel secure and safe watching her do all of this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I mean, it's icky to address, but it is important to acknowledge mm-hmm. that there is a lot of um, issues with race that's happening mm-hmm. for people who are living in, in the US, particularly in difficult states. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, it was... I get it, it's a Christmas movie and they're not going to talk about it, but what, mm-hmm. it, it, it didn't go unnoticed by me either because I was no. like, you wouldn't live in... I mean, like, van life i'm all about it that sounds great mm-hmm. but it also it, in an ideal world but like yeah there's a lot of realities around it that just don't really apply mm-hmm. um yeah so uh, but i don't i don't i don't have anyone that i would recast in this movie no no like, oh you you're happy with everyone i thought you yeah. were gonna say that you didn't like jeremy and then i was gonna get really upset no no said, this movie did nothing to solve me of my uh, <laughs> my, my childhood crush on peter pan from uh which is the same actor and mm-hmm. like it's something about his eyes and the way he like stares that's mm-hmm. very like entrancing uh i liked him a lot uh, yeah he's very handsome it made me like kind of embarrassed because i was like oh he's kind of cute mm. and i felt like literally uh like i was 12 again but it was it was kind of funny he was really cute and when he warmed up like he played dickhead really well um, yeah, I was not rooting for him at the start, but as he softened, and yeah. also like with things like him apologizing for his behavior and acknowledging when it wasn't yeah. like good, I I really like that they that. showed him mm-hmm. crying. That yeah. was so nice because there's so much instances where like you know there there is prejudice on um, young men uh, mm-hmm. and older men across many western cultures that crying mm-hmm. is and, and non-western cultures that crying is this huge sign of weakness and it is not mm-hmm. it is a strength uh and it's yeah it was really nice to see it done mm-hmm. and like no one made fun of anyone for crying it was just like you feel nope. you, these emotions and this is what you do and i mm-hmm. was like yeah and it was really nice when he apologized like it uh, it was annoying that he had to apologize so much i also mm-hmm. think that there were times that she should have apologized yes um, but i agree with that, that. didn't happen mm-hmm. um and it was nice that there wasn't like any cheating or any like stuff like that. It was, mm-hmm. you know, that it wasn't like you have to break up Scarlet and whatever to get with Jeremy. It yeah. was just like, you know, they they had a natural kind of, like they, they had an awkward start and then they built a natural rapport and then mm-hmm. it grew into more. And it was like, I really loved her asking her out, him asking her out on a date. That was really nice that they went on a date. Like she, mm. He was like, oh, mm-hmm. let me apologize. Can I take you to dinner? And I was like, that's yeah. so nice. They're actually going on a date and like getting to know each other and like 
mm-hmm. joking and having drinks and he's interested in her and what she's yeah. doing and he's like supportive mm-hmm. yeah it was really cute i love yeah. him and it was I a really he gets nice cast in more christmas movies i think he's really <laughs> good at christmas you know what maybe he maybe maybe jeremy is our jake that we needed in falling for christmas our endless search for the right jake <laughs> We're going to be just thing. thinking about this like forever. Um, maybe, maybe he is. He was really, he was really good and I did really like it. But I, I totally agree with your point that I think Gail definitely owed people some apologies in this yeah. film. Like her behavior was not amazing. Um, yeah. Yeah. But like overall, I think everyone had really nice chemistry and yeah. I didn't hate the story. Like it was a bit. It would go in a few different tangents, like, at times, but, yeah, and it's kind of similar to what you've said about some of her films before as well. Like, I, she did learn the true meaning of Christmas, so, like, to some degree, it is I really wish it'd be different and he had gone to LA. Mm, mm Mm-hmm. That would have been so nice, because it's always big town girl comes to small town, falls in love, (laughs) and moves to small town. Every yeah. time. Just Every once. Time. Ah. Though I do think there is a different Warner Brothers movie that might be doing that. I don't know the name mm. of it. I'll share it. I'll share it when I find it. I'll share <laughs> it on Twitter. But yeah, like overall, I thought this was pretty good. I, I, I don't think I will watch it again, to be honest. Like, I really enjoyed the music. I it really was pr- enjoyed it was the story. It was pretty long. It, it was, was like quite an long. hour four. It was like an hour 50. I was surprised. I was yeah. like, this is nearly two hours long as a movie. Mm-hmm. This is a lot. Uh, yeah, I feel like some stuff could have been cut for mm-hmm. everyone's comfort and also time. Yeah. Tight hour and a half would uh, solve a lot of this movie's problems. Oh, for sure. Yeah, there was. It was kind of like the was it Lost at Christmas, <laughs> where everything just lasted a little bit too long. Yeah, a hundred percent. But yeah, oh, no. that scene with the window, the moon. Nope. <laughs> nope. nope. Anyway, we're not going back there. It's fine. Not going okay. back there. Check out our Lost at Christmas review yeah. if you're interested in that whole slice mm-hmm. of pie. Um, yeah. yeah, I think for me, I'm going to say... Mm-hmm. See, I'm torn. Is it a 3.5 or is it a 4? Ooh. I think it's a 3.5. I think 3.5 is pretty decent. Like, the acting was pretty good. Like, I did really like the lead. I like the fact that, like, they let her have what you know I'm going to nice guess though? is her natural I... hair and stuff. And, like... Oh. Her natural yeah. body was great. Um, yeah. She's not Vanessa Hudgens, unfortunately, but who is? No. Um, I'm glad they didn't cast Vanessa Hudgens in this <laughs> though. I think she was... I actually think who they cast was the right pick yeah. for this role. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, also, I would always love to see Vanessa Hudgens, even as a little yeah. cameo. Oh, absolutely. Um, but, yeah, I thought Brick Shields was great. Um, yeah. Always happy to see her and stuff. Would love to see her in even more stuff, to be honest. Absolutely. Particularly um, Christmas stuff. Oh, God, yes, yes. We need to have some kind of Netflix crossover with Castle for Christmas that's not just the book. Oh, like, Would be so good. Anyway. Would be so good. <laughs> um, but yeah, so as Bex mentioned, this one is an HBO Max. Um, so find it how you manage to find yeah. it, elves. Uh, uh, good yeah, luck on good that luck. treasure hunt. <laughs> <laughs> um, we are going to be back with The Seven Days of Christmas. From the 17th of December. If you are looking for more Jingle Bells content to squeeze in between then, we do have some bonus episodes, bonus bells, if you will, available on our coffee. You can find that over at coffee.com 
slash jinglebellspod. Bex, where can people find us online to tell us their opinions and let us know how bad the school system is in the States? <laughs> oh, so, oh, what, both of us or, the, or individually? Wait, what? Both of us together. <laughs> oh, the Jingle Bells. <laughs> at Jingle Bells Pod uh, mm-hmm. on Twitter and Instagram, you can find both of us uh, and we yeah. will get back to you. We want your opinions uh, about stuff, what you're getting for Christmas. Send us pictures mm-hmm. of tasty, delicious mead. Send Ooh. us uh, your thoughts on uh, these holiday movies. If there's a holiday movie that you're like, oh my God, how come Naomi and Bex haven't ever spoken <laughs> about whatever the movie title is? Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe we haven't seen it. Probably we have. Yeah. Maybe it's in the cards for the seven days. Ooh, Ooh. Who knows? Thank you so much, Bex. This has been lovely. <laughs> Thank you so much, Naomi. And I'll see you and everyone else next week for our first day of seven days of Christmas. Yay! Merry Christmas! <laughs> Merry Christmas! A do 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 A boo ba do da do ba ba Santa, I've been good this year Thanks for listening to Jingle Bells. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts or tell a festive friend about us. Stay up to date with all things Jingle Bells online at Jingle Bells Pod or buy us a coffee at coffee.com slash Jingle Bells Pod. Your support means so much and helps us to keep doing what we love. See you next time, elves. I just